This is Coach Rich here, the owner of Rich Camp. I'm sure you know someone who wants to excel at their sport, whether it's youth, high school, or college. Let's get started before it's too late, man. Contact me through my Instagram at rich underscore camp underscore, and I guarantee you'll get better. This is the Under Review Podcast. Today we're going to review the movie Bird Box. Uh, this is your man right here on Med. I haven't been here in a couple of weeks, but it's good to be back. I'm here with my boy Richard. And my boy Brian. Uh, we're going to be here talking for like another 15 minutes. There's going to be a lot of spoilers on this show. But um, if you haven't watched it and you haven't, you just look at the Instagram stories and you'll probably get spoiled by now. But uh, let's get the show on the road. Just like Ahmed said, you know, we're reviewing Bird Box. Pretty hyped up movie. I think Twitter did a, a good job of hyping it up. I mean, yeah, just, but just to let everyone know, this movie review does contain spoilers. But um, yeah, so... Bird Box came out on December twenty first. It was released on it was released on Netflix, and uh, it has a lot of uh, big star actors. So some of the the main the main actor the main actress is Sandra Bullock. Let's see, Trevante Rhodes is in this film. John Malkovich, Vivian Lair, Lyra Blair, Lil Ray Howery. I don't know which guy that one is. Um, Jackie Weaver, B D Wong, who's uh one of the movies this dude in. Oh, he's the 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 bad the bad dude in Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. Tom Hollander and Sarah Paulson. The, the chick from American Horror Story. And it's crazy, too. I thought it was pretty crazy because it has so many big-name actors. But, I mean, like I said, there's spoilers in the movie. So, it has a lot of big-name actors. But a lot of the actors, actresses, don't really make it past the first 30 minutes. It's mainly just uh, Sandra Bullock and my dude, uh, Trevante Rhodes. And the two little kids whose, act, whose uh, names aren't listed right here. And, uh, you know, these creatures that we don't see throughout the film. Yeah, I think the actors were pretty good. There, it was a star-studded cast. Uh, my boy from Moonlight, what's his name? Uh, you said his name, Sis Trevante Rhodes. That guy was sick, man. He's been in a couple movies. I really like that dude. Uh, he does a really good job. And Sandra Bullock, man, she was looking young in this movie. You know, she's an older lady now, but she's still doing a good job in the acting game. She's killing it. So that was dope. He was in, um, he was in Predator too. That fool's jacked. Oh my god, I'm trying to look like him in a few years, but uh. Yeah, back to you. Was this uh, produced by like Netflix? Is this what, like one of those Netflix movies? So does that mean it was like a cheaper? Was that does that mean it was like a cheaper movie? A lot of times with Netflix, they hire like up and coming directors. They may hire like big time directors, but uh, for the most part, they hire like you know upcoming directors that have made like um, what are those movies like those um, independent like independent films and stuff like that. But um, they hire them right after their big break and in independent to make a show in Netflix or something. So I don't know who directed it, but it's probably one of those types of like directors. Yeah, so the movie was directed by Suzanne Beer. And, uh, you know, I kind of disagree with you guys because Netflix, um, man, they're giving Disney and all the other movie studios a run for their money. They're spending a lot. I mean, we I already named all the big-name actors that were in this film, so from that you can see that Netflix was willing to pay a pretty penny for this movie you know what I mean and um I know they bought the rights because I think this was or this was for sure a book so yeah they had to they had to buy the rights from the author or whatever but I guess I'll I'll give my let's see my favorite scene my favorite scene would probably be in the it's like in the beginning of the movie when they're trying to figure out what's up with the with the monsters and uh BD Wong let me check what his name is real quick so yeah, B.D. Wong, they're at his house and they have like a camera crew, they have a security cameras around the house and they're trying to see like, hey, what's up with the monsters? Are we able to, to pass them up? Are we able to uh, be able to survive or whatever? But uh, so he volunteers himself to look, 
look at the monsters through the camera and he ends up just dying like that and i thought i think that's my favorite scene because he's one he was like probably my favorite actor or probably i think in my opinion the best actor in the movie and he died within like the first 10 10 minutes so i was like man that's kind of dumb I, I wish they would have kept him around so yeah that was my favorite scene see and that goes back to the cheap budget man they are killing actor even though they got the star-studded cast they're only in there for 15 minutes that's money right there if you're not in there very long you're not getting paid no matter who you are if you're in the movie for 10 minutes you know what i mean you're getting paid but not that netflix's budgets it's not super big is what i'm trying to say you know what i mean but uh anyway um favorite scene i would go with uh uh, even though overall I just think this movie was kind of dumb but the scene when uh, they're trying to show like what this wind is that like people are hearing and uh, it, when that guy like the intruder came into the house and then he like lays out like the drawings and stuff and then those were supposed to like I guess show us as a reader give us an image that like that's what they're scared of and that's what this wind is is those demons that were flowing around you know just like that uh that one black dude the chubbier dude was trying to explain in the kitchen like mythology stuff you know um charlie. yes charlie and um i don't know i think that was like a good scene but it was still like executed poorly i just feel like it was kind of stupid but i guess like that was like the scene that i was like okay nice at least action is about to start you know what i mean so yeah, I was going to say that with um, Machine Gun Kelly because his role in the movie was pointless, I think. He was just there for like maybe on screen for 20 minutes, 10 minutes. And and notice how they made this full like they try to make him like a sex symbol quick, you know, took off his shirt. And then they uh, had him like getting caught with that one girl in the room. Yeah. And like he was there like and he left with that same girl with the whip. And he was gone. And it was like I felt like they didn't even need him in the movie. They could have just hired any white guy. But they hire, you know, a big time rapper. But yeah, I agree with Richard. That was pointless. But um, I don't know about big time rapper because Eminem slaughtered that fool on the comeback and it was done. So, but hey, that fool went straight to acting. That's crazy because rap is done or what? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, his rap career is over, so he started acting. But um, my favorite scene was uh, what's his name? Charles, you said? Little Rel? Yeah, Charlie. Charlie. Uh. For- it wasn't even a big scene in the movie, but when he saved when he saved the uh, the group, <laughs> that was a random part where he just like uh, some guy was in a freezer or something, and like he tried to come out, and then he was like a bad guy in the scene, and Little Rel just jumped and pushed that fool back into the freezer and saved the whole cast, but that was hilarious. Like, did this fool really have to throw himself in? Like, he could have ran and like drop kicked him and try to get out or something, bro. See, yeah, I think he didn't sacrifice himself. It was more because as soon as they opened that door, that's when he kind of saw the monster thing or whatever. And I think that's why he kind of killed himself. But, yeah, that was a crazy scene. I thought it was uh, my, my dude John Malkovich did a pretty good job in the movie. If you guys, uh, that's uh, the bald dude. He was probably, he was probably uh, like my favorite character in the movie because uh, everything he wanted to do or all his ideas I thought were pretty correct and spot on. So, um, yeah, I thought he was, a. I thought all, every, I, I agreed with pretty much everything he did and he was funny, but what made it like funny was that he was kind of a mean person, you know, so everyone disagreed with him, but even though his ideas were right and he was just a funny cause he was kind of like a smart, smart ass or whatever, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool, but, um, yeah, this movie, um, I felt like it was too long, you know, it's like, it's like two, two, two and a half, two hours plus, you know, but it's pretty good. I also, but the, that's something I didn't like about the movie, but something I did like about the movie was how it had like, 
um, it was set in like three different times. So it was like you had the present time, you had five years ago, and then you had some other random timeline. So I thought that was pretty cool. That way you got to see three different perspectives and see how everything changed after whatever the, the monster came came to Earth, you know? Did you guys see any like underlying stories? Like this is my question to you guys. Do you guys see any underlying like themes in the, the, the story? Unless like just not about monsters or anything, but like anything like like subliminal um subliminal i feel like this is something that uh me and my girl were talking about and i feel like maybe maybe i was less uh less aware of what the subliminal messages were because i took the movie like literally what it was you know what i mean i didn't really i didn't really look into it that deep because i thought it was kind of like it was kind of stupid you know i hate to say it but that was just kind of like the way i saw it yeah, I didn't really take anything for a literal as in a literal sense, I guess. I didn't really think about it like that. But um I just clicked on I just wanted to watch it because it had too much hype and um I heard it it looked pretty good, you know, suspenseful. And I I, I enjoyed the movie for the most part. <clears throat> but um like I said it was too long. Damn, man. I don't I don't know. What do you think, Diesel? Did you did you find anything literal about Did you find anything figuratively interesting about it? So, I caught a few things um so, me being a you know, a movie you know connoisseur, uh, a professional, if I may, yeah, um, I, I actually took a film class just for fun in college, and they t- they taught us that every time the the camera kind of stops at a scene and it's dramatic, you kind of have to like register in your brain to like that's something the director wants you to remember, and if you notice in the beginning of the the movie, Sandra Bullock's drawing a lot of these dark images. And I don't know if that was a sister that was next to her. Yeah, so she was speaking on how, you know, like her whole family, like her her husband left. She's pregnant. Um, and throughout the movie, you start noticing that, like, she has, like, detachment issues. Because her father left. Her husband left. with The baby daddy left. So she's drawing these dark images. And if you notice, one of the dark images, the whole painting was dark. But one image was, it seemed like a, a child or someone in a fetal position with light around it so maybe that resembled a dark world with with some kind of hope i don't know and then also after she was done drawing and they were looking at the news and then they looked back at the drawing her and her sister looked directly down at the images of the paintings but that's when the camera stopped and you just see them looking down at us watching them and if you fast forward through the end of the movie when they get to the the blind home if you notice She's looking up at the, the the trees and the birds and with the light in her face. So I think those two like moments show um, her in the beginning with dark with some maybe potential hope with detachment issues. And then at the end of her journey with those two kids that she didn't even want kids, you know, she was thinking about having an abortion and then added a new kid because her friend died. And at the end of the movie, looking up at brightness and not only fixing that detachment issues naming those two kids olivia and tom i think she named them and now having a new mindset and i think those monsters were just like our our inner demons you know and if you think about like some people weren't affected at all with those inner demons so i think it's symbolic to um like people already facing their inner demons already in the regular life so when they see demons they've already lived their inner demons so they want other people to live live their inner demons so you can you don't chalk that up to like i don't know like bad people in this world like trying to bring people down because they've already seen it already and um yeah this whole movie is about like 
all that like the progress and hope and that kind of stuff actually i actually liked a lot of the stuff that you said d's like uh man that's why we got you on the podcast you know you got some good insight with a lot of that stuff one thing that i wanted to touch on was when you're saying that when we face our inner demons and i like that a lot because it's like um Remember the scene when Sandra Bullock falls in the street and then uh, the lady's like, oh, I got to go help him. And then it's the bald dude, the guy you like. And he's like, oh, like, but come on inside. And she's like, no, she's pregnant. I'm going to go help her. And then, like, she's like, uh, her, I guess, demon that she was living with was the death of her mother. Because she was like, mom, is that you? Is that you? And then she walked into the car and sat in the car. And then the car was all flamed up and shit, you know, like, um, so that was like, okay, that's her inner demon. Like, it, it, that's not necessarily what everyone's seeing, you know? See, and that's something I wish, like, it went into more detail, too. Like, I want to know what's going on. Like, um, and I get the movie's kind of long, so whatever. They can't go too deep into people. But it's like, man, it was too too general, very predictable. And, ah, man, it had potential. And I liked some parts of the movie, like a lot of the stuff that Diesel brought up. But overall, just was whatever, you know? I don't know. It's just my take. Yeah, I thought it was um, something I did. Another thing I liked about the movie is I liked how it didn't even end up showing the monster or whatever. Because I feel if it ended up showing what everyone was scared of, that it would just kind of kill it for everyone, you know? So it did a good job of not showing anything. It kept it very uh, ambiguous, mysterious. And it made it more scarier seeing, like, for as a viewer, not seeing what everyone else was scared of. But um, I wish it did, you know. I got re- like Rich Boy said, I wish it showed. Uh, it went into more detail about like what everyone sees when when that happens, like when they when they come in contact with the monster. That would have been just I don't know. It, it would have made the movie definitely more. Uh, it would have clarified a lot more things. But since I got the mic right now, I might as well just rate the movie. Um, I did enjoy this movie. However, I didn't, I don't know, it wasn't very good, I guess. I'd probably give it like a five and a half. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it because it was, uh, it was a, it was an interesting watch. But yeah, five and a half, not too, not too good. What about you, Ahmed? Um, you know, because of the storyline, I actually liked how the main actor, uh, Sandra Bullock had to face her demons, um, along with a, a lot of people. And we saw, you know, her journey, her literal journey, like of progression and also the river journey. Um, through all that, I actually really enjoyed this movie. I would give it an eight because yeah. I really liked it a lot. Cause I, I liked the fact that, you know, you couldn't see, cause you just didn't like it, but I actually liked the fact you couldn't see people's demons. Cause in real life, you can't see people's inner demons yeah. and what bothers them. And, um, in the movie, people are killing themselves, but I think that's like, you know, you, you dying inside kind of thing. If uh, you know, when you start facing your inner demons and this movie, um, I wish they explained it better, but if you take some time to think about it, I might be completely wrong, but what I think about it, it's amazing. I think it's an 8 out of 10. It's a pretty good Netflix movie. Usually Netflix movies are not that good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good for a Netflix movie. Damn, these you're making me feel small-minded, man. Like, uh, I didn't read enough into the movie. Maybe you got to give it another watch, you know, with the new mindset. Because I think I did go into it just thinking, like, damn, okay, this movie's hyped up. I'm excited. And I was like, fuck, like, it's not that good. I, But I feel like it had potential, like I said a few times. But, yeah, man, these kind of convinced me. So, I mean, still overall, for my first watch, I'm going to go, I didn't like it very much. So, 
I'll go six. I'll give it one more than what Sis gave it. But uh, yeah, I think if you're someone who's heard of this movie, if uh, you know you kind of wanted to watch this movie, um, or even if you think this movie's gonna be stupid, I think all of you should watch that movie and check it out. Bird Box on Netflix. I mean, everybody got Netflix these days, so definitely check it out and uh, you know listen to the review for sure. So you guys got any last words? Yeah, I just want to say that uh, we didn't go to movie theaters this week. But we're not always going to review movies uh, that just got released or whatever came out in theaters. There's always good movies everywhere. Netflix is always somewhere. Uh, there's always somewhere where you can get a good movie. But yeah, I want to say uh, I, it's been it's been cool, man. It's probably going to be our last podcast before the new year. So I'm pretty excited, you know, uh, going into 2019, the Underview podcast. Hopefully we get bigger. Hopefully we get better. And uh, I'm glad I'm doing it with you guys. It's pretty dope. So I actually have a few things. One thing is the bad news. Um the AMC A list, I paid twenty bucks for, it and I didn't even use it this whole month. That shit's heartbreaking. And tomorrow's gonna pay, uh, charge me another twenty bucks, so <laughs> I should start using it more often. But because we watched the Netflix movie and the Netflix movie popped, it kind of reminded me like we don't have to always go to the movie theater to get a blockbuster hit. Because that Will Smith movie, uh, Bright, was it? It was a hit, you know. And uh, this movie's a hit, and I think the next movie right now that's going to be a hit on netflix i'm looking at it right now it's an actually a black mirror movie because if you guys don't know black mirror is a series of like weird twisted shows but they're actually making a movie called bandersnatch it's about like some like technology and how some kid is puts a game into a movie and sees if he can change reality and i saw the trailer and it was kind of creepy and i think it might be the next big hit so Watch out for that. Thanks for everyone supporting the Under Review podcast this year in 2018. Nothing but big things coming, just like Sis said. And uh, yeah, Ahmed, man, you did a great job on this on today's podcast. Sis always got some great insight. I know Diesel had to come through big tonight because he's been slacking off. So good job. But um, yeah, keep listening, keep sharing us, review us on Apple on Apple Podcast, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.